It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from our... What's going on, everybody? We're joined today by Clint from Liberty Lockdown. Clint, thanks for being here. Thank you, man. I didn't know you had been Benil Dariush on. That's awesome. Yeah, man, Benny. I actually almost had him on tonight, I, you know, because I wanted to get his reaction to the fight. Um, but you replaced him, dude, so he wants to beat you up now. <laughs> well, I'm in a lot of trouble because he could definitely beat me up. Uh, yeah, good to talk to you, man. It's been a while. Uh, I started to show up with Luke Rudkowski over on the We Are Change channel. We're doing like kind of IRL Miami, so it's uh, it's been fun. We're trying we're trying to book uh, Roseanne, your, your buddy, on, so it's going to be... Life is weird. Uh, World War Three is upon us. The economic apocalypse is here. It's uh, it's all it's all fun, fun times. Well, I thought Greta Thunberg was gonna stop it, but then her octopus doll was considered anti-Semitic. So you know, now I'm not I'm not so sure if, if peace will be around the corner. But oh, um, all right. Well, the first the first story is not so funny, but I, I do want to put it up. Uh, one of my favorite politicians, I don't really like many people, but he seems like a pretty solid guy, Justin Amash. He, he was a former congressman, libertarian, very principled guy. He would call out both parties whenever they were on some nonsense. And uh, his family was killed in a Gaza airstrike in a church. And uh, I just want to read his post real quick. Justin said, I was really worried about this sad face. With great sadness, I have now confirmed that several of my relatives, including Viola and Yara, pictured here, were killed at St. Porphyus Orthodox Church in Gaza, where they had been sheltering, where part of the complex was destroyed as the result of an Israeli airstrike. Give rest, O Lord, to their souls, and may memorials be eternal. The Palestinian Christian community has endured so much. Our families hurting badly. May God watch over all Christians in Gaza and all Israelis and Palestinians who are suffering, whatever their religion or creed. Super sad stuff. I didn't even know he was a... Uh, and for those wondering, it says, Wall Street Journal says, Israeli military claims responsibility for the church blast in Gaza. Because I know this thing happens whenever something happens, the one side will blame the other, the other side will blame it. They say it was you, it was you. But it seems like Israel is, is claiming responsibility for the church blast and there's some sort of investigation into it so i didn't even know justin amosh was pal is he like 100 percent palestinian or i had no idea yeah i mean he's palestinian american i don't know if he's 100 percent, but um you know i met him at a lp event in michigan uh, we were both speakers there and very very nice guy very sincere uh totally not your normal politician uh, i think he he did suffer a little bit of trump derangement syndrome but uh, aside from that a very a very pure libertarian and, and a very nice human being. And I'm, I'm devastated to see what happened to his family. Uh, and, you know, I thought the sentiment that he, that he put out was, you know, one that was showed concern for everybody on all sides. And I think that the, the thing that's really narrative shattering about that story is that, you know, a lot of people have tried to portray the Palestinian side of this conflict as if like there are some Islamic extremists that accept no other religions, but then you have a Christian church in Palestine that gets blown up that kind of, shows that they they perhaps aren't as extremist as people portray them yeah his cousins look pretty harmless it's super sad and you know i guess i want to read the response real quick but when it comes to justin amash too for those wondering he's not some full-blown like palestine 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 guy he was even willing to admit with that hospital strike he was kind of playing the fence on that as well and being like maybe it was you know it was a hamas strike and so like he's not just blaming everything on Israel or anything. So for those who think he's doing that, he's not that type of guy. 
but his family was killed by an Israeli airstrike, and they even admitted, I think, to that strike. I want to show a response from this guy. I always liked his tweets. I think he was like a DeSantis guy over Trump, and uh, he was kind of like celebrating the, the death of Justin Amash's family, which is pretty sick, but I want to read these this back and forth. I saw this on Twitter. Uh, he said, you know, someone said in a Zionist attack on the St. Porphyrius Church in Gaza, at least 18 dead, eight of which were children. And Kurt Schlichter said probably should have not massacred 1400 people. So he has zero remorse. And a martyr maid said in response to Justin, he said, sorry for your loss. And I'm sorry that you have to see prominent people like this say they deserved it. Sick, sadistic and ultimately nihilistic. You know, what have you seen? I just want to say real quick, I know this has become controversial, but there's millions of good people in Israel. There's millions of good people in Palestine. And I know that's a controversial statement, but <laughs> this idea that everybody on one side is horrible. And I, I know that's a sentiment that's very popular in a lot of Republican circles now that like every single kid. And, and this is the craziest part is they'll be like, they voted for Hamas. It's like, when was the last election in Palestine? It, it, it hasn't, they haven't even had an election in years. And in America, 06. in the 06, right? And, and in America, the greatest country in the world, Republicans don't even trust our election and our polls, but they're gonna sit and say, oh, all these kids that probably haven't even voted from 2006 till now, there hasn't even been a real election, but they deserved it, right? They're all terrorists. Yeah. Yeah, it's heartbreaking, man. I I think that's that's what the you know libertarian non-interventionist perspective is. This is why I'm so anti-war is because war is hell, and so many so many innocents die in war. Even even in a just war, quote unquote. You know, even in World War II, it's like you know America nuked a civilian population not once but twice. Like that's this is why war should always be avoided at all costs. And um, yeah, it's crystal clear to me that there are are millions of innocent people on the Palestinian and the Israeli side. And I have no animosity for either. And I, I'm just trying to like appeal to people's better emotions and say like, Hey, maybe, maybe let's not do this eye for an eye thing until we're all blind here. And, and it seems as if people are, it's weird because I'm not a Christian and I'm saying that, but like, I sincerely believe it. I think that, that that's, that's the nature of this conflict is that there's been so many so many eyes put out over the decades from one side to the other, and then the other side feels morally justified in, in now attacking civilian populations. And now, because the Palestinians have done it in the most recent conflict, now the Israelis are doing it uh, with you know kind of a reckless abandon, and and thousands of innocent people are once again being killed, which is only going to foment more of this animosity that already led to the strike uh, a couple weeks ago. And it's like this this cycle of violence is like it seems inescapable at this point unless cooler heads are to prevail one israeli journalist that i like is uh trey yinkst you know we follow each other on facebook uh, i'm sorry on instagram and uh twitter he's always been really cool to me and he's like a frontline guy he's not just someone who sits there and smears people he's like really out there and he reported this recently i just want to show you he said that the death toll in Gaza now sits at 4,469 people, according to the Palestinian Health Ministry. And, you know, he he reported that. And then everybody in the comment section was saying, oh, Hamas said that, Hamas said that, Hamas said that. And it's like, here's what I have to say. I, I'm not going to act like I trust the Palestinian Health Ministry as if they could never lie. But right. here's where we're getting to with a lot of people. They'll basically say, and I, and I have some proof of this as well, and I'm going to show some stuff. They'll basically say, Everything the Israeli government says is 100% accurate. And if you disagree, you're a piece of garbage.
garbage and you hate them. But nothing that the Palestinians ever say is ever true. And you just can't believe a single thing that they ever say. And it's like, to be honest, I'm not I don't fully trust either side where I'm not going to sit and call people liars or anything, but I'm going to sit back and retain the information because I'm not going to be told by a bunch of people in American media with a massive bias that like, you know, one like they act like no one's ever dying. And it's one of those things where when there is a strike, I don't jump to say who did it because I have no idea. But I'll notice that there'll be people saying like three different things at once. They'll be like, oh, that was a misfired rocket. Maybe, you know, Hamas could have misfired. Sure. Um, then they'll say like, no, we did it, but, but it's deserved because you killed us. So now we're killing you. And then they'll be like, well, we, we didn't mean to do that, but, but it hit there. So it's like, you know, there's always an excuse, whether it wasn't them, whether it was them, it's like, are, are we going to, all I'm going to say is like, are, are, I don't know the number of Palestinians that died. Are we going to act like it's zero? And, and you're Hamas, if you disagree, if you think that the single person was ever died. And I saw Alan Dershowitz on some sort of debate i forget which news thing and he basically said in like israel's history they've never killed an innocent person on purpose it's like only been a mistake and it's like maybe that's true but i mean does that make you a horrible person if you i don't know it's like if you don't if you don't agree with everything said i i don't you know i i don't <laughs> trust the numbers on either side but it's it's almost like the side that really likes Israel will, will be like, oh, that's not true. Hamas, Hamas, every, everything's Hamas, 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 everybody's Hamas. Like, and it's like, whoa, you know, like that side, at least in my view, there's psychopaths on both sides. There's bad people on both sides. But that side has, has seemed more disingenuous to me, at least just well, like in my view. I mean, here's the, the truth of it is, I, yeah, I don't know either. Um, but like the 1400 figure from the Israeli side on the initial strike from Hamas is kind of given it's just it's just put out there as a given and i i don't know it's like i haven't seen any proof of that either but then there was this this hospital strike a week ago that was um you know as you said very controversial as to who was responsible for it and the death total was uh, alleged to be north of 500 for a time and i and the palestinian health authority was responsible for those uh you know that that fatality count figure estimate and it seems to me quite clear that it was overinflated uh, but at the same time, you know, I've seen footage from both sides. I've seen, you know, the the body cam footage from the Hamas strike. Uh, quite clear to me that they were pursuing, you know, innocent civilians. And I've also seen on the the inverse of that, I've seen countless children pulled from the rubble of the bombing campaign from the IDF in Palestine. Um, so it's like, yeah, innocents are clearly dying. I'm not going to pretend that the 4,500 figure is, you know, <laughs> exactly correct, but uh, it's crystal clear that there are innocents that are dying on both sides. And, and it's just, it's just sad to me that, you know, for, for whatever reason to point that out is perceived as taking a side. It's that's, that's the weirdest thing to me. Cause it's like, it's so clear that I'm not taking a side. And if I am taking a side, it's on the side of innocent civilians that are dying unnecessarily. Uh, and yet that is considered, you know, taking a Hamas's side or whatever. It's like, that's not, yeah. not true. It's not what I'm doing. I know Trey Trey Yanks. I think he's an American and Israeli citizen. I'm not sure, but he he's been to like Gaza. He goes like to to the people. So he tweeted that for a reason. He probably thinks he it's probably true. thinks it's true. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I think he knows as a guy that's like a super nice guy. Like he he sees the carnage on both sides, and I I can't imagine what that guy's dealing with because he's walking through houses, going to Gaza. Like, dude, he's a he's a beast of a journalist. Shout out Trey, appreciate him. Is, is he on the ground in Palestine right now? 
he's definitely in Israel, but he's been okay. he I'm pretty sure he's been to Gaza. He's always like in war. Like you know, he he's like the on the ground guy for Fox. So he got that job a couple of years ago, but he's like the one that's like right there always like, you know, in multiple fronts. I'm pretty sure he's been to multiple countries, multiple wars. It's the brutal those job. People, um, those people have a level of courage I can hardly wrap my mind around. I don't know if you've seen the footage, but there are lots of journalists that have been killed in Palestine over the past week. Uh, didn't a Reuters journalist get killed? And like, it, it feels like everybody's so afraid to like say that Israel did anything that they like almost didn't want to say it. They're like, yeah, our journalist died in Palestine. It's like, how'd they die? You know, like, right. you know, it but it's like even Reuters is like, I don't want to say because, you know, they'll get called Hamas or whatever. And I don't you know, I'm not as well versed, but clearly if Reuters had a journalist somewhere, it, you know, I don't think everybody in that country is is running around as a terrorist. But I, that is what, you know, the Ben Shapiro's and type people in that oh, headspace are kind of trying to tell people. I want to I want to show this real quick. Because one thing that I can stick to as far as what I do know is as an American citizen, I know that they use tragedies all the time to take away our liberty. Um, you know, whether it's a Second Amendment grab or a First Amendment grab or a lockdown and you got to do this or that, they're always using a crisis and a tragedy to take away our rights. And I, I can't tell at this point because so many re Republicans have like lost their minds and I'm not... For those watching, Democrats have been losing their minds. So there's a lot of crazy Democrats out there, too. But I'm just noticing the trend of like this war has knocked a screw loose in certain people. And I want to show you this tweet because this is a Republican in America saying that this that it's like a treasonous speech to support Palestine. And the craziest part I'm going to show you because there's a Russian fighter in Abu Dhabi. Right. This guy's not even an American. He's a Russian. He's in Abu Dhabi. He's not even in America. And you have American politicians of some sort saying that's not free speech. That's treason. Like it's treason <laughs> to say something in a foreign country when a person's not even American. Like people are so raging to take away our rights. They can't even figure it out. It's like even if you don't agree with it, this dude's not even American and he's not even in America saying it. he's oh, in Abu Dhabi. Goodness, so I'm just going to show you this thing. I saw this. I saw this on Twitter. Uh, censored man said UFC lightweight champion Islam Makashev expands about his comments on Palestine. He says that they're not killing terrorists. They're killing kids and old people. This is crazy. Uh, I guess he's talking about Israel. And Christopher Anderson said speaking treasonous language against our official ally Israel is not free speech. So it's treasonous language. It's, you know, he's committing treason, even though he's a Russian guy in a foreign country that has nothing to do with America. But, it, you know, it's it's treason to speak against Israel. Uh, and this guy claims to be a Ohio GOP endorsed candidate for state rep 2022. President Trump's veteran committee, TP Action, Black Americans Co, a proud Zionist and a support the police guy. So it's like, you know, it's like, it, dude, is that a parody account or is that a real account? That's what I'm, I can't tell anymore. I, I, I kind of like looked at it in his feed. It didn't seem paradoxical. It didn't seem fake to me, but like, it's so ridiculous. It, it almost seems like a Ukraine flag in the bio, like triple vaccinated. Right. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, he's, he's lashing out against free speech so hard. He's like, we got, it's treason. We got to shut him up. That's not free speech. And it's like, bro, he's not even American. He's a Russian and he's in yeah. Abu Dhabi.
You can't well, let, let, the speech of a foreign guy in a foreign country, but it's bad that you want to. And it's, and that means like, what, what, like he, if that was an American in America, that's what he's saying. He's like, take his free speech. It's not free speech. To, to, and how, how someone could work for TP action and not believe in the first amendment. Yet if they criticize that country, they'd be, they'd probably get kicked out. You bro, know? This is, this is what scares me to death. Like, there is no such thing as treasonous language. Like it's treasonous action. Treason is an act. You have to actually commit treason. Um, and it's the highest crime in our country. And I think people all already know what the punishment is for it. So I, I would not be floating that out lightly. On top of that, it's not an American saying it. So it, our constitution, our laws don't apply to that. It's not about an American. It's not about America. <laughs> it's about <Yeah>. Israel. <laughs> and and it's, uh, it's just... There's just in in no world should that be your perspective. Um, and the fact that this guy is allegedly, you know, deep in the GOP circuit is horrifying to me. And and to your point about, you know, this is this is kind of like it's knocked a screw loose in in many GOP people's minds. This is what scares the hell out of me. Is like this is the exact same stuff I saw after 9-11. This is the exact same you're with us or against us if you're not if you're not prepared to go and kill as any as many innocent people as necessary to to get vengeance for 911 uh, but it's not even what's so wild about it is like it didn't it didn't happen to us this is it did this is not a strike against america and like the the way a lot of people are talking well, about this, Ameri this yeah. is america americans got captured and and they are our greatest ally so you know like yeah. there were americans to say, there. to say otherwise is is treason apparently well, I found that I found this out in 2019 because for those who I appreciate anybody who's been here for a while, you know, and I would say 2017, 2018, there were not that many people supporting Trump. Like now it's an entire economy. You know what I'm saying? They got like it's 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 20 times as big as it was in 2017, 2018, like even political news analysis. And I think that's a good thing. It's like I, it's not something that I need to do by myself. It's it's beautiful that everybody's kind of doing their own thing. It's It's grown. But what I'm trying to say is in 2018, there really weren't that many Trump supporters. And I had like 60, 100 million views. I was pretty big. And I was getting invited places a lot, right? Because they're like, oh, Anomaly's great and whatever. And the second I started saying like, you know, Trump and DeSantis were passing these like Zionist speech laws and I was just like noticing it. The second I noticed that, I was like kicked out. And it's like with that guy, it's like in the, people don't realize this, but in the Republican Party, they want you to have an anti-First Amendment stance. They want you to believe in the First Amendment for everything except for Israel, but they'd rather you act like that guy than say, no, the First Amendment means that you're allowed to, in this country, support Israel, Palestine, Russia, or Ukraine in, in the war. Uh, obviously, you should love America, but if you criticize your own government, that's not treason. That's what Trump supporters do. They criticize their government all the time. It, you know, mm -hmm. the left tries to call you treasonous because you criticize the FBI. And now you like, so basically it's like, regardless of whether you agree with me or I agree with you, I do believe that the first amendment should allow anyone to support either one of those countries, whether I like it or not. But what I just told you is not allowed. You're not mm -hmm. allowed to do that in the Republican Party because they want to pass speech laws and say it's hate speech. And, you know, it's like I, I figured that out the hard way. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to get invited anymore. I got to I got to start working 50 times as hard because a lot of these come. It's like a whole economy, basically, where like, you know, once you don't do that, you're my opportunities are like 99 percent less than they were in the Republican space. But yeah, it's whatever. I'm well, not a victim. I'm just saying. No, I mean that's that's why you're you're a, a true free thinker, and that's why you're appreciated, man. I mean, look, 
I oppose speech laws when it's about like hate crime, racist stuff, which is what the left is always pushing is like, we have to, we have to censor the American people. We can't, we can't allow open dialogue on the internet. Are you out of your mind? Of course, the FBI needs to be involved in monitoring and dictating terms of service on all social media. Cause otherwise hate speech would flourish. God forbid. Like I don't utilize hate speech unless I'm on tower gang and I'm doing it in jest. I don't actually <laughs> feel that way. Um, but then but what, on the is, other what is hate? Like hate, you know, like is, is, saying a le lesbian hate speech is uh right. criticizing israel hate speech is criticizing Zelensky hate speech is saying that fat people are fatter than skinny people hate speech you know like hate oh, it's speech all hate is speech a, is, is a broad word yeah <laughs> it's all you're hate like, speech. I mean you're like fat people are fatter than skinnier people they're like that's hateful you're like that's objectively true <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like you're like, no, I just have eyes that function. Yeah, but I mean, my, my point is, I, I oppose I oppose speech laws, period. Like, so if you're if you're going to say that I can't have any critiques for the government of Israel, well, then you're not my ally. Like, I'm going to have critiques for the government of Israel. There's plenty to critique, as there is for any government. So it's just like this, this uh, allegiance pledge that's demanded of people, especially on the right when it comes to this one nation, is very disturbing to me. And I'm just not going to I'm not going to go along with it personally. Well, you know, I used to think that until the media smeared me and called me an anti-Semite. And now I realize that if you disagree with Ben Shapiro, you're anti-Semitic. So whatever yes. Ben Shapiro says, you have to agree. You have to buy his sheets. And, you know, it's just <laughs> like that's just the way it goes. <laughs> you got it. Well, I'm not, I'm not going along with Ben, Shapiro. dude. Ben yeah. is Ben is bloodthirsty right now, bro. So, like, if you expect me to go along with him, uh, it ain't going to happen no matter what you label yeah. me. I condemn that. I need to go on an apology tour and find <laughs> find somebody who scares me into believing what I don't believe. Um, well, I mean, what what he said what he said over the past week was that basically, if if we don't stand with Israel, if we don't give them everything they require, that we're risking uh, you know nuclear war. And it's like it's like, dude, are you threatening me? <laughs> that's that's what it sounded like to me. I was like I was like, because I'm not I'm I think it, there's a better chance that if if we just give a what I call a morality blank check to the Israelis in their response to the horrific terrorist uh, strike from Hamas, well, then that actually gives us a, a greater chance of there being a nuclear war, because if the Israelis respond with indiscriminate bombing for the next three, four months, and they wipe out tens of thousands of innocent people. Well, that's when you'll really see the rest of the, the Islamic world or the Arab world turn against them. And then you could have a multiple front war against the Israelis, which actually could jeopardize their existence. So I think that even if you, even if you want to stand with Israel, it's not prudent, just as it wasn't prudent in the uh, immediate aftermath of 9-11 to give the American government or the American military establishment a blank check to go and blow up whoever they wanted. That didn't benefit us. I don't know if people like have already forgotten that, but it wasn't good for us. It was not good. What so. do you think about like Biden? I mean, obviously, I don't trust him in any way, shape or form, but he it Dude. sounded like he was like he was like, yo, I went there and kind of tried to tell him to chill. Like that seemed yep. like the vibe that seemed like his vibe was like, you know, I, cause at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I mean, if it, if it launches a bigger war and Americans have to go and also even for Israel's safety and security, it's like, you know, what, what do you want? How far do you want to go? And is it worth it? Because like, like you were saying right now, a lot of the Arab world is, tolerating or getting along with Israel at, at bare minimum tolerating, I would say. And the more this kind of like retaliation goes on and the further it goes, the more it seems like it's drawing people in. So it feels like 
Not that they listen to us or anyone cares, but the the more they push, the more Ben Shapiro freaks out. And you know, the I, I don't know. It's definitely yeah. I don't I don't know if it'll work for them, it's but headed, it's headed in a dark direction. I I'll, I'll say this, you know, I think that Biden has actually been fairly good on this in terms of, you know, what it, it appears on the outside his his intentions have been to kind of get cooler heads to prevail to a certain extent. Um Personally, because I think he's just a really bad person, I think it's more about the fact that the Democrat Party is divided on this issue very strongly. And it's probably not that he actually cares about avoiding war as much as he realizes that a huge part of the Democrat base is more aligned with the Palestinian side on this issue. So even if it's politics, whatever the reason that he's trying to de-escalate this thing, I'm appreciative because that to me, that's the biggest thing. We need to avoid American direct involvement. If if we end up in a hot war with Iran, uh, particularly given that we're already currently funding basically the entirety of the Ukrainian defense, and then we're also saber rattling against China with its its potential invasion of Taiwan to take over the semiconductor processing plants. It's like, look, folks, if you think we can win a three front world war, you're out of your mind. Like we are absolutely going to get destroyed. I don't even think we could win a direct one on one war with Russia. So you want to throw in three yeah. nations? Like, this is insane. Right. And with the Ukraine thing, it's like, it's the most passive aggressive war ever. Because like, if you listen to Biden's speech, he's like, we're giving him weapons. We support you. Like, it's so clear America's fighting Russia through Ukraine. Like, everyone knows that. I know it. You know it. Everyone knows it. But when Biden and these politicians talk, they'll be like, we're not in the war, but we're in the war. But, but, right. but don't but don't tell Putin. It's like, bro, <laughs> we get it, bro. You're in oh, the most passive aggressive war ever where it's like we're giving them money and weapons. And I'm not saying we're losing, but it's like we said we weren't going to do that. And then we're doing it. So then you got that. Like you said, in Taiwan, China's no joke. So Russia and China, two of the biggest threats in the world as far as geopolitics that we're kind of beefing with subtly. I would say Russia, not so subtly. China, very subtly, but yeah. becoming not so subtly. Um, and then you got iran and the arab world which is also working with russia and china and it's like you know it's interesting to see people like biden although once again i don't trust him being like i don't know if we should like escalate this and then like janet yellen's like oh we could do two wars no problem and it's like what you know yeah, it's uh... she's just flat out of her mind i mean people need to understand janet yellen's the head of our treasury like that's like <laughs> that's like the top person that's supposed to be in charge of the United States government's finances. And she's saying we can absolutely afford to fund two wars. Right. No, I just let me be very clear. No, 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 we cannot. If you look at the the bond market, it we're already north of five percent or or just on the cusp of five percent for the 10 year treasury. If if our debt has to roll over into that market. You're talking our, our our current interest rate carry is like 400 billion, but at the current market rate, it would be over a trillion. And if it continues to escalate, which it looks like it's going to, you're talking like our entire tax receipts annually could just go to servicing our, our deficit, our, our debt, which means we have no money. That means that we're a bankrupt nation. Like people are not taking this seriously enough at all, man. I think Janet Yellen doesn't care if people starve. So she's kind of just thinking about like what she wants to happen in the world, you know, where it's like Americans, clearly American politicians don't care about us, you know, and I'm starting, we're going to, I'm going to do like an hour or so behind the Patreon paywall for those. uh, Thank you guys who who are supporting on Patreon and anybody who's not go to patreon.com slash rare talk. Me and Clint are going to, we're going to still talk a little bit here, but we're going to have like a big convo about this stuff. 
because um when it comes I, I guess I, I want to play this because it kind of plays into what I was about to say. So and it's the sure. last clip. It's just a picture of Trump that he put on his uh you know his Instagram account where it's like I, I don't know, is that him and Jesus or maybe that's someone else? I don't know <laughs> if he meant he he's with Jesus or, or you know, Jesus is by his side. I have to say this. I don't even get mad or upset or anything anymore. I mean, I, I don't know that I ever really got that upset, but I kind of, and, and we're going to talk about this more on Patreon. I'm starting to see it as like a script. So like whenever something happens and like Nikki Haley tweets and DeSantis tweets and Trump tweets and Biden tweets and Ben Shapiro tweets, I'm not looking at it like, oh, those guys really have my back and those guys are leftists. Like, yeah, obviously the left sucks, but like, I almost just see it as a script. It's like, oh, the actors are doing their role. You know, DeSantis is doing what I always knew he would do. Ben Shapiro's being who I always knew he was. Nikki Haley, I always knew who she was. You know, Trump's putting on a comedy routine. And, you know, like, it's it's like I don't even care anymore. And I'm not saying I'm, like, nihilistic or anything. But it's like I'm done believing that this isn't, like, a a, a sick play in, in a way. Yeah. You know? And I'll, I think- I'll explain it more and kind of defend my theory yeah no i think i honestly i think it's liberating though because like it's the same exact phenomenon like the QAnon phenomenon where like everyone's just waiting for a savior i think it's really important for people to realize like most of these people don't have any concern for your life at all much less have the capacity to be your savior so it's time like especially when you have photos of trump with jesus i thought it was david koresh but setting that aside <laughs> he, you know he's up there with <laughs> with jesus it's like you should not you should not expect this man to be i mean even if his intention was to save you I, to think that he can is pretty deluded so and i don't think his intention is to save you so it's like yeah it's liberating to realize like it's going to require us to take some personal responsibility in our lives and um, I think it's progress. I think it's it's headed in the right direction when people start to realize like, oh yeah, yeah, these people are just giving lip service to your concerns. They're not actually ready to sacrifice anything for you as Jesus is known to have done. So, right. you know, Trump, Trump wouldn't even give lip service for the J6ers. Like, you really think he's your savior? Come on. I mean, the, the most he does is like takes all that media uh, like backlash, you know, that could be a, aggressive sure. to deal with. But like at the same time, when that happened too, and I've explained this to my audience because I, I've said recently, I'm like, there's certain like influencers that everybody likes. And I'm I'm trying not to be a hater and tell you who to listen to. Listen to who you want. I don't care. But like, I can't tell the difference between feds and certain Trump people sometimes. And I'm not saying everybody, but like, it just seems like they're winding people up aimlessly. And I'm like seeing yeah. it as all a play. And I'm like, oh, they're, they're convincing you that these actors and these puppets are like totally on your side and you got to be pissed. And it's like, it's not true. And that's why I'm calm because I'm like, I don't believe the nonsense that they're saying. But my intuition kind of kicked in with January 6th because I really like Trump. And then after the election, he started tweeting like a puppet. He kept tweeting like the same three things over and over and over again. And I, it's when Bernie Sanders was running against Hillary and he had an identity and then he dropped out and he started yeah, tweeting like three catchphrases over and over. It's almost like I had pattern recognition where I've never said, I'm not saying Bernie was ever like amazing, but like he was a real person. And if you go to his history, he actually did some cool stuff. Like he wasn't a total idiot like he is now. And as soon as he dropped out and cave to hillary you could just tell a shift like it's almost like someone took his soul ripped it out and then said here go back like a dead empty vessel and then he just tweeted like two things in a row 
Trump did that after the election. Trump was the best Twitter user of all time. Trump is like, he's the best at Twitter. And then after the election, he sound, he reminded me of a puppet where he just kept going, Moderna, Moderna, election, election, Moderna, Moderna, election, election. And I kind of like my Judas goat, like, you know, red alarm went off. And I was like, yo, this is not right. And like, every now we got to go to the Capitol. We got to go follow, you know, QAnon, trust the plan. Oh, Trump's going to fight Mike Pence. Well, you know, and like whatever. And <laughs> then it's like it ended up being a big Fed trap. But it, people are like, and I'm not saying everybody went there. I'm not saying it was an insurrection that was as bad as they're saying. 99% of people there were there for the right reasons and they did nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A small group of, of people did something. I'm not blaming everybody. But like that whole event was a setup and everybody was trying to like shame me online. Like, oh, a patriot, you know, a patriot, you got to come here or whatever. And it's just like my not following the herd. You know, the Judas goat is a farming term where like one of the sheeps or one of the animals makes everyone go to the slaughter and then they all die and then they take that animal and they keep reusing uh, it and killing people that's what a judas goat is it's like wow. hey come on sheep and then they all get to go to slaughter and they remove that they save the life of that animal and then they use that animal to herd the sheep and herd the animals so like i felt that energy like i didn't know what was going to happen that day i'm not saying like i knew that it was going to blow up in everybody's faces but like something told me like trump's selling vaccines it's like Moderna, right. Moderna, Moderna. And I'm like, bro, I'm not going to a Moderna rally. I'm not going to a fight. Like he, he never used to tweet this much about vaccines. And even after the election, he, he's like a totally different person. But long story short, with all this stuff, like I see a lot of accounts and I've been talking to people about it where I'm like, I, we agree on some things and I'm not saying they're all bad, but like they're, I, I see it almost as like a play and they're getting people riled up. And I just always go back to that point where I'm like, I, I remember deviating from the crowd at that point and i'm glad i did and you know i see stuff like that happening again because the there's there's too much like aimless uh like emotion dude i still i still remember i had a bunch of people that i don't like really know that well that were trying to get me to go to january 6th and i wasn't even a trump supporter i never voted for the guy um but you know just because i i I defend him verbally because I, I think that he is, he has been kind of waylaid by the corporate media. Um, so a lot of people just assumed I was, but so I get all these DMS like in the week leading up to J six and, and thank goodness I didn't go. <laughs> like, thank goodness right. I didn't. Cause, um, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I agree with your assessment of Trump and I, and I think that I don't know, I don't know like if he sold out for financial gain or if it was just for political, like if, if it was like, if he was trying to, get some sort of good graces from the corporate establishment to try and, you know, put him back into power, uh, whatever, whatever the reason, if it's financial or otherwise, there is just, there is just something about him that went from being in touch and sincere and in, in alignment with his base to kind of being the Bernie Sanders that you're describing, where he's just kind of a, he's kind of a shell of himself. Like he just seems as if he's not connected to the spirit of his movement anymore. And for that reason, I don't, I mean, the, just the fact that like, all right, so you're you're facing 700 years in prison, dude, and and Crazy. you're not going to use your Twitter account to try and like shift public opinion in your favor, like. Well, what? some say some say he signed like an exclusive deal with True Social where he he can't tweet on Twitter because he signed a business deal, so he's just got to like tweet to a bunch of Q Q and on people on on yeah. Twitter, like and just I, yell out into the cloud. He's like old man yelling at the clouds, where he'll be like General Milley's to scum, and it's like. <laughs> You hired him, but yeah, totally, dude. But, yeah, you know, but he like, did. He did tweet once, 
So like, did he violate uh, about, his, about his NFTs? I maybe <laughs> maybe the people that signed him in that deal own part of the NFTs or something. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, oh, oh that's that's a good tweet. yeah. I'm that's not, a good point. I, I don't know for sure, but yeah, no, it, it does seem important. But um, but but seriously, like if you're facing 700 years in prison, wouldn't you be like, all right, we need to uh, what is, what's it called? Viscerate this contract. Like I need to get out of this contract. I'm defending my life here. Like I right. for, forget the financial constraints. I have to, I have to be telling the truth to the Trump, broadest Trump's audience. Like, oh, this is the perfect time to sell new NFTs. He's like, <laughs> you know, season three. And it's like Trump mugshot NFT. Or, oh, I got to get that sold out, sold out. No, so but like, enjoy, enjoy that money while you're in prison for the rest of your life. Homeboy. What are you doing? To me, it's like the chances of it not even being real or the chance of it being real. Like maybe <laughs> they hate true. him a lot and he's going to jail. Maybe it's just part of the play to like rile people up and like distract them. Because on one hand, like I used to love his tweets. I remember like I was in L.A. So he would he would wake up like a psychopath at 4 a.m. and just start going off at everybody, their wife, you know, media yeah. companies. Like it was like, here's 50 tweets real quick at 4 a.m. <laughs> I'm up at like 1 a.m. and I'm like, dude, this guy's a psycho. I love it. No, you know, I'm just kidding. Like, you know, like, dude, it I was love the best. It was the his, best time. But even people who like him, you have to admit who he was during his like he would tweet about everything. He was like everywhere all the time to the point where I was like, dude, he's the best. Like everything he's saying, spot on, spot on, spot on, spot on everything all the time. And after the election, he's not, he's like, it's almost like they removed him and like the same Bernie thing where it's like, and then he's just like, my vaccine saved the planet. And like, <laughs> it's just like the China virus and the stolen election. It's like, it's not the guy that would go after like 50 different topics at once. It's like, it's right. like, it's like a, to me, it's like, he's like mind controlling Republicans where it's like, you're getting very sleepy patriots. Here's yeah. the same three phrases. You can't think anymore. <laughs> Just say these three things. Get your booster. Get your booster. Linwood, you know, like it's just like it's not to say that it was fair. I'm just saying, dude. And you saw, seem... you saw, you saw General Flynn come out uh, a couple days ago and say <laughs> QAnon's a psyop. I was like, yo. Yeah, yeah. And did he freaked out at X22 for it? Like he was like, shut up, Dave. If Dave, 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 come on, stop. I was like, yo, you like, he like boomered out on him. And Dave's like, Dave, don't, don't, come on, man. I'm just trying to sell gold here. You know, I was like, all right, dude. Oh, <laughs> but I, I, I appreciate it though. Like th those people need to hear it. And and for the for record, sure. let me be, let me be very clear. I have no ill will towards these people. My, my, I have some relatives that got deep in the queue thing. They're great people. Like they're, they're like, they're like the great, like the good most... people on both sides. There's good people on both sides. Okay. Of the queue the and the non queue. Good people on both sides. Go ahead, Clint. They're, they're tremendous human beings. They're like the most patriotic people I know. They're hardcore second amendment, hardcore free speech. They're the, they're like, they're the most inquisitive. They're skeptical of the government. They're skeptical of the media. I like these people. The reason I'm like trying to shake them and wake them up is because like, I need you to stop waiting for a, uh, you know, whatever it's called a white and shining arm, armor or whatever to come in on his horse. It's like, it ain't happening. We need y'all to like actually do something here. We need you guys to be actually, you know, fighting back against this. Stuff. Listen, and Clint, the media <laughs> told me that white and shining armor was racist. So I got blacks <laughs> for Trump and shining armor. Okay. We got, we got, I'm, stimulus I, look, I'm good with that lawsuit. too. I'm good with that too, but I don't think that hero's coming either. I'm sorry. Uh, Wakanda three. It's coming. Trust me. Black <laughs> Panther sponsored by the CIA. Dude, when Black Panther came out, the CIA kept like tweeting about it on Twitter. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, like, should you, 
The CIA yeah. tweeted about yeah, Black bro, Panther. Google, Google it. They were <laughs> tweeting like Good Black Panther. You gotta see it. You gotta see it. And I'm like, no, you know, that's like that's oh all I like. Goodness, shouldn't dude. you not tweet about it so people don't know? Or like, I, yeah, let me let me try to look it up real quick. And uh, dude, the last last time I was on Timcast okay. IRL, I, I watched I watched the latest Black Panther on the flight. That movie's hot garbage, dude. It's so bad. Let me see. Let me find. Yeah, I've never seen it. Let it's not see. good. They like they like replaced it with oh, a female it protagonist. <laughs> it says the vi- the vibranium in Black Panther suit protects him from kinetic. This is a CIA tweeting this, by the way. Uh, protects him from kinetic damage and vibranium sneakers are both super quiet and amazing shock absorbers for jumping. Those would be great for spies, right? Too bad vibranium isn't real. Hashtag real versus real CIA. Hashtag Black Panther. And then they did another tweet talking about the magic metal from Wakanda might might not exist. It's like, dude, <laughs> more than one tweet about Black Panther. It's like, okay, we get it. You like Black Panther, CIA. Geez, calm down. Not I wonder that. if they, that makes me wonder if it's a CIA project. Goodness gracious. <laughs> the world is so upside down, dude. What the heck is that? Before we end the stream, because we're going to do more and talk about some more serious stuff behind the wall. But, um, the Greta thing, I don't know if you saw Ezra Levant from like Rebel News, because like for those who don't know, Greta was like next to some Jews for Palestine. Like like they, there was like a, you know, like a sign that said like Jew for Palestine. And then it, she like held like Gaza, free Gaza. I, I don't really know. Stand she, with Gaza, monsters. I think. Yeah, stand with Gaza. And she had an octopus behind her. And then everyone said her octopus was anti-Semitic. And then like. You know, she had to apologize. And like Ezra Levant, who runs uh, Rebel News, I've liked most of his work, but I guess he's like Ben Shapiroing out right now. But he was like, oh, you you knew exactly what you're doing with that octopus. And I'm like, yo, all I'm going to say is like, because I, I recognize that thing, it's called a squishmallow. And it's like one of the most popular stuffed animals in the world. Now there's like millions of them being sold. You know what I'm saying? Like girls like them. And just like, it's, it's like a, yeah. it's like a, some of them are huge in their pillows and some of them are small in their stuffed animals. Anytime you go to a fair, they're all over the place. Like it's like the hot item, but you know, like minions were around and there were minions everywhere. Yeah. These squishmallows are everywhere. And the most popular, one of the most popular ones is that octopus. Millions of people have that octopus. So it's like you, maybe she knew that, but I, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't even know that was a thing that like all octopuses ne- meant the octopus cartoon for like, you know, it's like I had like, no clue, had, bro. I don't think most people did, and I don't think she did, and I don't think anyone no. did. But in general, like Ezra Levant's like, you knew what that was. Uh, what, do, are we gonna ban all the squish? It's probably the most popular toy or, or like pillow in the whole world right now. You know, like there's, there's and, and I don't think much. like I don't think one single person who bought it knew that, but no. I mean, she's a 20 year old autistic girl. Like we like it. They even said like it helps her with her autism. So now, you know, now you know what would help her with her autism? Shutting up. No, I'm just kidding. Is that hate speech? Is that hate speech? No. You know, she's been. <laughs> Have you ever tried not talking and doing protest? That well, might... that's that, that it put me in the unenviable position of having to give like verbal cover for Greta Thunberg, who's like clearly a Marxist climate change zealot, which I have no respect for whatsoever. But like in this particular instance, I'm still tweeting out in defense of her because it's so obviously nonsensical. She I'm if if like I'm like, you know, old and also in the political world and I've never even heard about this octopus of control thing being some sort of anti-Semitic trope. But you think this 20 year old autistic girl who's obsessed with 
carbon emissions knows about it. Like it's right. just ridiculous. <laughs> She's like holding onto a pillow, and they're like, "You piece of, you piece of garbage!" <laughs> that pillow. <laughs> She's like, yeah. She's like, maybe She's I should just, just like just don't 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 make eye contact. Don't make eye contact with me, please. <laughs> Dude, it's kind it's kind of wild because like the whole full circle of like people's protests, like pissing off the establishment, is like coming full circle because like when she does the climate change protest she's a hero you know it's like yo right. go go do this it's like you're the best you know and then she's like stand with gaza and they're like you piece of garbage <laughs> throw that octopus in the garbage you know it's well, like this, she, this, she like hit a wall where she's like wait i thought everyone yeah. was on my side and it's like not with nope. that one you know nope. you gotta go back to the other one and yeah. that was the that was the point i made when i was defending her is like she has been a dutiful soldier for these people for the past five years you know i think she was like 14, 15, when she first started to be like their spokesman. She's 20 now, dude. So five, six years traveling the world, giving lip service to what I think is a complete nonsensical lie that like, you know, we don't have to get into that. But anyways, point being six years of her life, which is like, what is that? That is, uh, you know, 35% of her existence on this planet has been dedicated to being a foot soldier for these people. She sends out one photo, one photo with a stuffed animal behind her. And they're like, feed her to the wolves. These people have no loyalty. They don't care about what you do for them at all. So I just hope people are realizing like, like as soon as you're not useful for them, they will just shred you publicly. I don't know why anyone would live like this. It's insane to me. Yeah. Plus, I mean, she should rethink the climate stuff too. Cause I think, uh, you know, yeah. Maybe, maybe I think everyone, and we're going to go behind the paywall at Patreon and it's going to be on tomorrow. But I think this situation is like, it, it's kind of stirring up everything in a, a different way where it's making like different groups kind of align in weird ways. You know what I'm saying? And then also different groups like hate each other in weird ways. It's like, it's a fascinating topic, which is why I think as a, a citizen or, or somebody that pays attention, you got to look at each issue and not just like listen to talking heads because eventually your talking heads will run you off a cliff if you're not paying attention. Like, you know, you got to have a mind of your own because out here it gets a little dicey where <laughs> yeah, you man. might really like like Ben Shapiro and, you know, Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis might crush on a lot of topics or whatever. And then but then on certain ones, they might not, you know, and then things could flip. They, they did in 2000s. And I'm not saying Democrats were ever good, but George W. Bush kind of like tricked everybody you know and yeah. they needed a republican to trick everybody and democrats kind of had the right intuition and it was republicans calling democrats anti-america you're anti-america right. and the weird part is republicans trusted the intelligence communities republicans trusted the government republicans wanted to go to war republicans thought it was patriotic now it's republicans disagreeing with the ukraine war and then it's the Democrats wanting to do the Ukraine war. And then in Israel, it's the flipped where it's yep. like it, it's like a it's like a huge tangle where they always kind of like just kind of flip both sides on certain topics. And uh, we'll definitely Dude, talk about it more. Their, their arc is like a DNA strand. They just keep they just keep flipping sides. And it like it, whatever the topic is decides which part of the DNA strand side they stand on. It's very frustrating to me. But anyways, I know we're going to talk about it more paywall. So. For sure. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks, Clint, for being here. We're going to go to patreon.com slash rare talk. It'll be out tomorrow uh, for those on Patreon. Thank you, everybody that's supporting me there. And if you're a Facebook subscriber or a Twitter subscriber, you could also get that as well. Um, I'm going to put it on both those two. So thank you to everybody who subscribes anywhere. 
Dreamer podcast. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into the weeds. We're going deep, homeboy. And uh, anybody wants to uh, follow my work, Liberty Lockdown is my flagship. You can find me over on YouTube or audio podcasters. Tower Gang is my comedy show. I do that Wednesday nights, and then uh, we are changed with Luke Rutkowski. We do kind of an IRL style show. Dang, this guy's employed. He's a busy man. Dude. I'm working, brother. I'm working. They're I retired. I retired, and I started working more than I ever have. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see you soon. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me, support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is staying.